I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Uh. All right, guys, we're back. Um, <laughs> We, we, life has intruded upon us, and uh, Brian has things to do, and I have things to do that make us money. So uh, we have not been able to entertain you for a little while, but we're glad to sit down. We're uh, able to saw out a little bit of time, and we will try to catch up on. God, we missed a lot of a lot of Bunch of stuff. a lot of stories, like Jerry Jarrett dying, for example. We weren't able yeah. to really address that, and uh, that seems like a while back now. It does, Jerry, uh, one of the most. Um, influential and successful promoters in U.S. history, or a complete douchebag and an idiot. Compare if you're Bruce Pritchard, one or the other. It's one of the. I mean, I don't know. Bruce, who swears that the idea was not for uh, Jerry to run the company if Vince had been convicted in that steroid trial, but nobody can really figure out exactly why he was up in Connecticut for so long and why uh, Vince vacation. Okay, just he's up there. Uh huh. What? He's got a he's got a he he he's got a timeshare in Hartford. That's what it is. He hate as as everybody does, like Jim Cornette. I think anybody from down south that goes up to Stanford hates Connecticut. It's just it's dreadful. The weather shit. I think the the pizza's really good. I believe the food and the Italian food. I think the Italian food's very good. The rest of it sucks ass. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, we did. Uh, that was one of the stories that we missed. And um, Vincent his mustache. God damn. Do you have any thoughts on Vince and his mustache? Yeah, he's probably waiting on somebody to ride it. <laughs> so, you know, old days he wouldn't have had to ride. He would have waited. He'd just go ahead and just, I'm going to do it. Ride that thing. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I look like Magna P.I. <laughs> Rick T.C. <laughs> that's weird the that is uh, wwe weird. is trying to uh, convince people that you should be able to bet on their sport bet on their their oh, outcome yeah. of their oh, matches oh my god you sent me that and i was like oh god here it goes i mean i, I talked about this for a while because i always thought it would mm-hmm. be game changing um and i thought the real mover and shaker in that would be tony because tony would be the guy who would most benefit by like this would be the thing that separates him from everybody else. And he's already got the deal with DraftKings, which is just promotional. But, uh, well, but by the way, can, yeah, it's a start for that. Speaking of promoting, how about yeah. that Shazam shit that was all over uh, AEW Dynamite on, on Wednesday? I like That's, how like I like how Warner Brothers Discovery can fuck them over at a moment's notice. But hey, if we want to, we need you to promote something. You got it. We're there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, they it's not like they to... try to cram a million sh- things into a thousand boxes in that show anyway. It is true. Um, so yeah, they're trying to. They're not having a lot of success. Uh, WWE isn't with, with convincing some of the regulators that they're going to be able to um, successfully have Ernst and Young protect the results of matches. I I can't even. I can't even understand how it's going to work. Like you would literally have to have stuff mapped out for three months and six months at a time. 
and then you wouldn't be able to do anything. And then you would be able to bet on a match at like the WrestleMania results would have had to been pretty much locked in six months ago. But see with, yeah. And and on top of that, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but wouldn't WWE be able to see the betting or or, or bell, the, the bet that people are putting in and they could change the shit at the last second. Like if, you know? if, if Dave Meltzer put $10,000 on something and they immediately would be able to, uh, that's what they're trying yeah, to avoid. I mean, stuff like that. That's what they're trying to avoid. I think the way that they've done it in great Britain is that they only allow small bets. Okay. So it's like 20 bucks or whatever, but okay. Well, it would okay. be, it would be game changing, but I don't believe that it doesn't seem like they're going to have a lot of success with it. Yeah. Okay. But well, by the way, I'm, the state, I'm down with that. Dude. The state that you and I live in and have for, our entire lives, except for that small period of time that you were on a ship somewhere. Yeah, God. Um, they're they're about to pass a uh, sports gambling law, allegedly. Uh, okay. They almost did it last year. It's it's exactly the same thing as the lottery. Every state around us is going to do it before we get involved. <laughs> well, you know, Roanoke or Dan was it Danville building that casino? Or Dan, I, you know, that's I I have been for a while ever since the beginning of, of football season. I go up to Danville and I. This is how stupid this is. I, I use FanDuel and I do DraftKings and I bet on stuff because I, I enjoy gambling on sports. And I was just up there, as a matter of fact, last night and had, had a pretty good night, pretty decent mm-hmm. night. Uh, so, you know, March Madness is a big thing to bet on. Yeah. And it's utterly stupid that I have to make like a 60-mile round trip just to bet on shit. But, uh, you know, I do yeah. it. I go up there. I have some wings. I shop at Ollie's. I go to Walmart. You know, I do shit like that. That's a fun trip. A couple of beers and then I watch some games and then I win or lose and I go home. That's that's what happens. What a fun um, jaunt! And here's this is how this is my my criticism of the North Carolina lawmakers. They're saying that the um, the law would take effect on January first of 2024, which fucks you out of an entire almost football season of revenue. <laughs> yeah, I am in favor of us getting the money from these people to build schools and bridges and roads and shit, and we need it. And here you guys are fucking around. And you're going to like, that's an entire football season. Like that's the most bet on thing that three month period right there with college and pro football. And, and I would think that would be the most, the people, the, the sport that people would bet on the most over basketball, baseball, you know, everything, anything over anything. I mean, I think uh, maybe NBA is second yeah, maybe. pro okay. football because yeah. uh, uh, NBA is fun. What they've done in Virginia is you cannot bet on any of the Virginia college teams for college football or for basketball. Really? Yeah, okay. so the ACC tournament couldn't do it. Mm. Couldn't do it. And then if you wanted to bet on Virginia beating Princeton, <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't do that. So I don't know if they're going to do something bad. like that here. I don't know if they're going to be like, uh, you can't bet on uh, Gardner Webb. You know, I don't know if they're going to try to do something like that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if Vince is going to be able to make this uh, happen. Meanwhile, the talks to sell WWE have stalled, it looks like. You haven't seen much about that lately. No, it seems like they're not really. You don't think they're really... backing out of this shit and Vince is coming back to fuck everybody up, do you? Well, it, it, you know, ever we've been <laughs> ever since he came back, we've just been convinced and convinced that 
no, no, he's not going to have anything to do with creative. And then, you know, he's at Gorilla. He's just there visiting with his buddies. So, you know, you can just see him kind of edging his way in and edging his way oh, in. Oh, it's, it's obvious to me, man. And then, I don't know, we're not that far away from WrestleMania. He'll try to, he, he's got to be able, they'll book him in something for WrestleMania. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be so great. That's his back. Daddy's on. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. I don't see that because the the rumor is that like Universal Comcast is not interested. Well, they were to me the most obvious choice. And then if you don't have them and you don't have Disney and you don't have Netflix and you don't have uh, some of these others, yeah, we're Amazon, down to the uh, Saudi Arabian team again. Yeah, and and the Saudi Arabian team, as you know, they've they've not been exactly the boon to golf that they were promised to be. No. Those uh, what what are, what are those live golf tournaments? Are they on Antenna TV or are they on what are they on? <laughs> I think so. I think they're on Newsmax. <laughs> it's on it's on Newsmax or that J Jewel television thing where they they sell the rubies <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. J Jewel <laughs> is that what is J TV something like that? Yeah, J something. So I don't. I know you know they've had some some sales in sports. The Phoenix Suns were sold recently, and they did very well. And then the Milwaukee Bucks were sold to Jimmy Haslin and that group that owns the mm. Cleveland Browns. I think it was three and a half billion dollars. And now there's Hornets are about to get sold. That's right. The rumors that Michael Jeffrey Jordan wants to sell the the Charlotte Hornets, That's, who I think looks like it's going to be a, to a, 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 a shareholder from uh, the Hawks and another shareholder from the uh, Hornets. I think are getting a group together to buy it i think he paid 275 he should be able to get two and a half or three for for that i would think i would think i've they seen some suck, but yeah <laughs> well it, <laughs> but they suck but they still make money because of right and you, you you've seen those stories about the bally the regional sports network going to yeah. right have you seen yeah. that is that crazy yeah. what so are they still they're still calling them bally though right they're still bally it's still, still branded as such but it's going to go tits up pretty soon and the individual i think the, the individual leagues are going to absorb it i know especially with major league baseball they've already made plans to kind of absorb it and then the teams themselves will be able to sell regional positions yeah this was a few years ago uh when disney acquired all of the fox intellectual property that was the stuff where that made bart simpson join up with mickey mouse yes and that's when they gained control of uh, fx and those networks and all that mm -hmm. they, it was basically all the fox stuff except for the really fucked up fox news and Fox business and the Fox television stations and stuff. There is a Fox oh. weather channel now. I don't know if it's actually on. Really? Yeah, it's great. Mm, can imagine. Like, like somebody gets drowned because of obvious uh, climate change and it's like, no, nothing happened. Everybody's fine. It's a beautiful day in America. They're like, they'll, the they'll set like a polar bear free to maim somebody. Look, the polar bears are fine. Nothing's, there's nothing wrong. There's a good one. It's, it's um, like video footage from 1995 or something. So they, um, they can't really, as a business thing, the pay TV business is going in the shitter. Mm -hmm. And I, I heard uh, John John Skipper, the guy that used to run ESPN, the guy who he went to Carolina. Yeah. Yep, yep. He was on. He's on one of the Meadowlark Media podcasts a couple of weeks ago, and he's talking with David Sampson, who used to be an executive with the uh, Marlins. And I think Skipper was saying they've essentially written it down to nothing, something they paid ten or twelve billion dollars for. Uh, that, and that, again, those are your good friends at Sinclair. Yeah. Yes. That was an offshoot of Sinclair. The genius is, uh, 
Suddenly, uh, suddenly that whole situation there, ROH, makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Eat by each day, it gets more clear. So that something they they paid you know tens of billions of dollars for has now been written down essentially to nothing, and they've missed interest payments, and they're eventually going to get out of it. And then the various sports leagues will have to. But they say this is the end of blackouts. There will be no more blackouts once this happens. Once uh, Major League Baseball. So if you're a, if you've been a Braves fan in all those years, you were blocked out, blacked out of shit. You you'll be able to see whatever you wanted to see at any time. It's, so it's high time they did that, man. That's but it's antiquated. All of this is part of the the situation that they're they're facing at the WWE in terms of um, selling, um, in terms of the attractiveness of it, and you got all of the recessionary stuff, the inflation stuff, the high interest rates, people girding them girding their loins for possible economic slowdown. So, as far as their plans, I don't know, and I don't know if you know if Vince keeps fucking around and Nick Khan hits the parachute and goes home. That company becomes a lot harder to sell if Nick Khan yeah, is not does. involved. It becomes like that. That is a much harder proposition. And from the moment that Vince McMahon announced that he was coming back, which was I think January or whatever, uh, it's it's just been yeah. I got to help him get sold. Well, you've you've made things about twenty times more difficult. Ever since he's come back, it's become harder and harder and harder to do that. I'd have loved to have been a little fly on the wall when when Levesque found out that his daddy in law is coming back. Oh shit! And then his wife's going home, like for sure. Yeah, like for permanent, for no more. It's gonna be great. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what's going on creatively. They seem to be doing very well. WrestleMania is shaping up to be perfectly fine. The Bloodline mm-hmm. uh, storyline is one of the hottest things they've had in a moment, and they are really riding it, riding it hard. Man, I was, I was. I have to tell you, I was a little concerned <clears throat> after that, um, after that last pay per view when Sammy and um, Roman went at it and everything happened and went down. I was afraid that the, the, some of the, the fire on that would be, uh, the, the flames wouldn't be as high, you know, after right. that happened. But, um, I think they recovered pretty well and, um, you know, got Cody in on the act now and, 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 and the build up to Owens and, and, um, and Sammy teaming up again is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool little storyline I got going on. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad that, that it didn't fizzle out because I was afraid once Sammy lost, it, it was just going to implode that whole storyline. Yeah, I'm not sure how Cody is fitting into all this, but he still seems to be over. They still seem to be cheering for him. And the match, seem, they still, still seem to be doing pretty well for that uh, Cody versus Roman matchup. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what they have so far for WrestleMania 39. Obviously, the undisputed championship, Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes. Uh, that one has been penciled in for a long time. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Fair versus uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. You think they're doing a good job on that one? Mm, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I can't complain about it. I mean, you know, I, I hope Rhea wins personally, but uh, um, you know, I think they're doing a good job with it. Yeah. Agree. I think that they're by and large doing very well with it. I think uh, the stuff with Dominic has been pretty good. He's been uh, appropriately obnoxious and awful. Uh, he's he's been a pretty good heel. I think Dominic, over the time that he's been in the business, I would never say he's a great performer, but I think he's responded to what he is and and within his skill set, he's done pretty well. Honestly, yeah. I mean, with all the stuff that they've thrown at him now, a lot of the times his matches 
are going to be the result of the people he's working with doing very well for him. And they have, but I think he also, from what the way that it's coming off to me is he kind of realizes that he was given an opportunity that a lot of people would not be because he's Rey Mysterio's son. He seems to be appropriately um, humble. He seems to be able to play up the heel parts of his character very, very well. And the stuff about Eddie Guerrero is my real daddy and shit. I mean, that's, that's really good stuff. <laughs> and, and the shit like last year when he was fucking up Thanksgiving at, at, at his dad's house and he was fucking up Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That shit's pretty good, I have to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I um, I'm a little surprised it turned out this way. I I, I thought he was going to end up being a dud, man. But but I but I think he's gotten better each week. And yeah, I, I I'm, I'm so. looking forward to that match with his dad. To be honest, I, I mean they, they've they've done very well in just kind of letting that thing ride organically. The relationship between between him and Rhea. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff to like there, and I think that they the whole prison thing. <laughs> it's great. I mean, honestly, they're doing a, they're doing a really good job with that, which is not something I usually would say about WWE. But I mean, you got to give them props when they give them props. Well, I, you do, man, and 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 you know, this is also about the time when he flipped over to the being a heel. This is about the time that Judgment Day was starting to you know get a little stagnant. And I think he helped bring them up a little bit more. I, I think he did. You know, I, I think he did too. I think he added a little bit of gas to him. I think they were starting to kick in, but that was a whole other kind of situation. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he he kicked in the uh, turbo boost on that. Yeah, so I'm glad because I always liked the Judgment Day. I, I you know, I, well for a while we were always big Damian Priest fans. We we're just like there's always there just needs to be a little. I don't know. There's just a little adjustment or something to get this guy. And yeah, they they're, now the the Finn Balor part of this faction. He seems to be the odd man out, but he, you know it, it's kind of working too. I think I wouldn't, it, I, yeah, I agree, man. I think when he first came on, I thought it was a little weird. It didn't you know just kind of. I don't know. It didn't it didn't make sense, or I don't know. It just didn't seem right. But I think as time has gone on for me, I think Balor is almost the perfect guy for that position at, at this point. Really, uh, the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Oscar. Uh, I don't know. They're not. I, to, what, what do you think? What do you see one? about that one? Yeah, I, was, I, was going to ask <laughs> I don't know. That's this might be the one that I have the most trouble with as far as trying to figure out how this is going to play out. Um, but. I enjoy it. I mean, God dang, how, how, how can you not like Oscar? You know, and be well, I think they, the problem with that is they, they backburnered her for such a long time and then they realized, you know, we really cooled her off a little too much and then they're trying to bring her back up. Yeah. Uh, at this point. So I, I think it's got some potential. I think it's going to be a good mid card kind of match at this point. It I seems too. like I'm glad that they, I'm glad it's, I, it, I have to admit, at first when, when it was Oscar, when they had that, um, what was it? They had, was it like a, little mini Royal rumble kind of thing, or was it all oh, right I didn't yeah. to, to see who was the, was it a, like a ladder match? I don't know what, whatever they did. And, and, and Oscar won. I was a little like, Oh God, we've seen Oscar for, let's get somebody else a chance. But now that she's got it, I'm like, you know, I'm glad that she's got it. So, because it, she, she really does. People really love her and, and she does a great job. So I, I'm, 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 I backtrack and, and I'm happy about it now. Um, Brock Lesnar versus almost almost <laughs> this was after Brock. Uh, who did he, who did he turn down? It was somebody, was it like, uh, Oh, Bray. Uh, now are, are you, are you hip on this one? The, the idea was supposedly it was going to be Brock against Bray and, and Brock Lesnar goes, eh, I don't think so. 
I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> so is this okay? Now that you say that, I didn't see. I somehow I missed this part. I missed this yeah. part about Brock, you know, putting the the kibosh on it. Yeah. But but that makes sense. Yeah. Now that I with the all the other Bray stuff going on now that okay. I, I see where this Bray thing's going now, why he's not there. And he's probably pissed that Brock turned him down. So he's taking his ball and going home and all that. That's what it seems like to me. Now that you say that this is a bleacher report article. I'm not sure which March the second. So it's a couple weeks ago, Brock Lesnar reportedly turned down a pitch to wrestle against Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 39. According to David Meltzer of wrestling observer radio, White was not the original plan for Lesnar's WrestleMania opponent, but the idea was brought up to the Beast Incarnate, and he rejected it. White Full Select was told the same about the Lesnar and Wyatt WrestleMania situation by a source. With Lesnar reportedly turning down a WrestleMania clash with Wyatt, WWE is moving forward with the surprise matchup of Brock versus Omos for the show of shows. Okay, so okay, week- Brock, you don't want Bray? We'll give you Omos. How you like that, buddy? Okay, I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way to spin positively uh, WWE bringing back Bray Wyatt? Because it seems like they've blown it from day one. I know, man. Uh, I don't think they're. I don't. Everybody was like clamoring for it. They were excited about it, and I don't think that they've they they fucked it up from like from Jump Street on that one, right? Well, I, th- I here. This is my opinion on it, I, and I'm. This is. This is what I think fucked up is the voice of the it, fan, Brian Williams, the, the, the voice of the fan. <laughs> That's me. I think that, well, I don't think this is the main thing, but I think this is part of it for me. That whole entrance thing. God damn. It, 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 it's like 20 minutes long. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just, oh, it, it grinds on me after now, the first time he comes back. Okay. Let's make a big production about it and do all that door with the light coming out and busting it, you know, all that shit. Okay. But not every fucking time, man, that's just, oh my God, it just takes so long for him to get to the fucking ring and get, oh, it's just that just grounded at me. And, and the other thing is the whole uncle howdy thing yeah, that what are we was so, what are we doing? I, I don't. What it just went nowhere, is, man. I, again, I'm bl- I'm blaming that on Bruce Pritchard. That feels so Bruce Pritchardy to me. It does. I, I agree with you on that, man. It sure does. So I, I think those two things right there alone kind of turned me off on the whole thing. Now everything else, it, you can kind of just I don't know cherry pick a little here and there. But those were the two main things I thought of. Well, he but when he first came back, he, he gave those long emotional promos that went nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. Like, it was just what the fuck are you doing? I gotta tell you, I almost died last year. And then I, what? What are you? I don't. What the fuck is happening with you? Kind and, of Jimmy and Swaggart. And Jimmy Swaggart. Jimmy Swaggart. Bullshit. I have sinned against you. What? <laughs> the fuck is? I. I don't know. I. I think it's just. I, maybe it's just a little much, man. Maybe his whole shtick is just a little bit over people, the average wrestling fan's head. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, it's over my head sometimes. What what the shit you were just talking about when he comes out there and spills that shit. And half the time, you don't know if he's a face, a heel. You know, you don't know whether to cheer for him or boo. You, you know, I, I, and I hate that, man. I hate that. 
So I think that's another reason. So were you, were you, I think maybe you and I, I know I was, and I want to, I don't want to paint you with this brush too. I think I was a little less excited about him coming back than other people were. I think everybody was clamoring. Like, oh, I got to bring him back. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess. And, and I, then I, out of the yeah. box, and I, it, within about three weeks, they had cooled the shit. And then he's in the, the Mountain Dew blackout match, <laughs> which is weird because L.A. Knight now seems to be clicking. Oh, he's getting ready for a big push, dude. He L.A. Is getting Knight ready for is a fucking getting push. over like a big dog right now. And that Mountain Dew blackout match looked like it was a career killer. It looked like it was it was like it was going to put you back five fucking years. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that is it's ironic, really, the way it turned out. LA LA Knight right now is he's he's always had a good look. He's always been able to talk. He's always been able to work. I think they're getting the idea we can pretty much plug this guy in anywhere and he's gonna be entertaining and he's gonna get a good feud and he's gonna get a good match out of anybody. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think I, I mean it I took him a while to, this long. Exactly. It took him a while to get it because it's not that hard. It's like uh Looks good, works good, talks good. Uh, anybody? Anybody? Because that's usually a, re- a recipe for like money in this business. I don't know. I, I, it beats me, man. I don't know why it took them so long. They should. I, they they should have rode that horse a long time ago. He's he's perfect. He's great, and you can. He's gonna be a heel, but he gets babyface reactions all day. It's it's like the the twenty twenty three version of Stone Cold, basically. I mean, it is, but there's as... also like it, it, he also gets the girl pops. Oh, really? Cause, okay. Because yeah, because the chicks dig him, and it's like they they completely don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a new ingredient right there. What for are we them. doing? We haven't been, we haven't had that in many years. What the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Good. I hope he makes a splash somehow at, at WrestleMania. I don't know what he'll do, but I, I hope. Well, he they does got, again, they got two nights. They got like ten hours. They're gonna be able to figure out something. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, L.A. and they're in Hollywood. They got to do. If they're going to push him, this will be the perfect time to push him. So, uh, Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. Love Rollins, but man, can't. I, and Paul is good. I agree, but I'm just tired of that dude. I don't want him in my wrestling. You talk about somebody that they've they've cooled off completely, Seth Rollins. It's been a rough it's been a rough two to three years for Seth Rollins. Well, you know, he was all part of that whole Bray thing the first go around. Yeah. You know, the and I, he had to kind of recoup from that because that didn't sit well with his I don't know, career there for a minute when he's all cowering and shaking and scared of Bray Wyatt in the corner and just he's know, just not a good look. He's in need of like a a a reunion with Roman or something, but they can't if they can try to get him in on the bloodline somehow. That's about the only way I think we can salvage Seth Rollins at this point. Um, yeah, that that'd be good. Um, I, what do you have? Has his persona, his gimmick thing, is has it caught on with you? Because it it's finally caught on with me. I did, I hated it at first. But now okay. I, I, I kind of I've, I've kind of you know okay so explain it. explain to me what it is because I can't fi- I can't figure out what it is because I think okay was, now see I don't know about that. <laughs> I, don't know I, I thought it was that. supposed to be like Freddie Mercury for a while maybe 
you know, and then he's yeah, flamboyant. Yeah. And then he's like, he's sort flamboyant. of a cult leader, but he's not really a cult leader. Yeah. And we already have a cult leader, and that's supposed to be Bray Wyatt. And he's like, you're like great value cult leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. They've never, to me, that's part of the problem is they've never really defined what that character is. I, I, they've never really defined what Seth freaking Rollins is. You're yeah. just supposed to go with it. It feels like um, that that David G. Pumpkins thing that Tom Hanks does on Saturday Night Live, where they go, "What is this supposed to be?" That's just part of it. <laughs> just, man, I'm David Pumpkins, <laughs> and you're just supposed to like. And, and what about the guys with you? That's part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it, man. <laughs> but you're right. They they really haven't defined it. But I guess I I, I guess I've called. I, Maybe I've just assumed that that's just kind of more or less his personality, and maybe it's not. Maybe it is a full full fledged gimmick, but I, I've just accepted it as that's who Seth Rollins kind of is, whatever it is. I've always like. I mean, he's a he's a really good performer. He's a really good ring worker. He's been able to get himself over in a lot of different ways. But I just don't know about this. This character is just another one. It's just kind of rudderless and it's undefined, and it just does not look like it catches on very much. And I don't know. I, I can't, I can't get with it. I can't like there's every time. And then they keep, he, he's kind of fucking with the Miz and the Miz is kind of fucking with him. And then there's Logan Paul's involved with it. And I, I, I don't get what's going on there. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't, that whole Logan Paul thing that can just, God, I, I just, that doesn't help the whole Seth Rollins thing for me at all. And I don't think it helps him at all either. Um, the United States Championship, Austin Theory against John Cena. This is John Cena coming back and giving back to the business by collecting a huge check and jobbing to Austin Theory. What a guy. <laughs> That's my guy, John Cena. I'm backstage for you. Anything I can do to help the help the industry, boss. <laughs> I I guess that's what that is, and I, I mean the I, I thought again one of those things that when Austin Theory just came in, I thought, well, if they don't fuck with him, he'll be fine, and they fucked with him, yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't fine. Yeah. Well, you knew they were going to fuck with him. You knew that. There's always the thing. It's why you're like, oh, I can't wait for Braun Breaker to get up there. Well, maybe I'll just wait for Braun Breaker. To get up yeah, there. <laughs> I got time. Yeah, Becky Lynch, uh, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Versus damage control. Uh, it's another chance okay. to get Lita and Trish in. And, uh, to can relive I, can the I old say something about this? <laughs> Please. Um, now, let me preface this by saying I love Lita and I love Trish. Always yeah. have. Yeah. Always will. But why are they here? Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't get out of the Attitude Era and somebody needed a paycheck. I, I mean, I... I I, I don't mind these people coming back once in a while just to make it a, a one-off kind of thing or, or, or something, but there, we, we, we go on and on and on and not just us. I mean, we don't really go on and on, but other people do too, that talk about wrestling, about these people, the, 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 the people in the industry that don't get the opportunities, the younger people trying to come up and trying to, you know, find a spot for them on the roster and that sort of thing. This, this stuff bringing the get people back like that, it, that just knocks that back about two centuries, man. And 
it just bothers me because there's people sitting in the locker room. All right. I might get chastised for saying this, but this is just my opinion. I love Chelsea Green. I think she's great. I think she's she can work the mic. I've I've noticed her ever since the impact and impact when she was acting like the psycho yeah. um the the bride thing. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know, here she is, and maybe she is getting ready to get pushed because they are showing her a little bit more. But I mean, I, I'm just using her as, as an example. They they could spotlight her and she could take off like I don't know what, man. She, I think she's got so much potential in her. And and here comes Lita and Trish, who's already done all this, been there, done that a million times. They don't need to do this. And why? I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, man. I just don't get it. And I'm not trying to pick on Lita and Trish individually. I'm, I would have said this about anybody who came back like that. So I, I just, you know, you've had your time. You've done your stuff. Let's uh, some other people get going, you know? I mean, and, and I can't believe wrestlers wouldn't think that too, you know? Well, I mean, and I, I mean, to your point, I think you would you would also say Lita and Trish easily two of the maybe the maybe number one and number two as far as workers in the company history. Oh, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. As, far, as far as women's as far as women's wrestling goes, they they kind of set the standard for what you should be and what you can do. Right. Okay. And here's another thing: if you're going to bring them back for something, bring them back for something that's really, you know. That, that, that catches you that, that catches your attention and, and you're like kind of like the, the the bloodline thing with sammy you know if you're gonna bring somebody back make it where it's worth them coming back i mean there was no there was just no rhyme or reason for them to be even be back you know i mean it's just like lita just shows up and i and, brought him back for a mustache ride come on <laughs> they missed out on it back in the attitude area yeah so, you know, I don't know. And, 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 and again, I don't want to come off sounding like I'm hating on Trish and, and, and Lita because I'm not, um, I guess I am, but I'm not, uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just shake my head when I see that stuff. Anymore. It's almost, and it is kind of an admission that they've, they've lost their way on Becky ever since they brought her back that they, yeah, they, not need, to mention those, that. they need those two to kind of get her back on some sort of level. Well, maybe that's, maybe that is the point of them coming back, but, but again, you could probably do that without them coming back. Uh, but because Becky is not that hard to repackage or, you know, make her hot again. Cause she's got the potential sure. right there, you know? Sure. So I don't know, man. That's just, it's mm. just a little pet peeve of mine of bringing people back like that. Edge against Finn Balor, hell in a cell. It's, I mean, it's got some heat to it. I mean, it's got, there's, there's something going on there. Edges, edges. I've been a supporter of edges since he came back from the, at least, since the stupid pandemic matches, uh, I thought he's been good since then. I, he, he does very well. I mean, that I see a lot of value to that. That'd be, I'm perfectly okay with that one. Yeah, especially if this is the the storyline ender, you know, for that, and he can move on because you know we've been doing the storyline with him and in, in Judgment Day for a while now. So maybe this will be the the cutoff point. And here, you know, here's something. Let me say this about Edge real fast. Um, I don't really consider him as like a leader or Trish coming back like this. He came back and he, you know, he's been a pretty solid competitor yeah. since, you know, he came back. Now he was injured a time or two, but came back, but see like Lita and Trish, they're just going to come back, do this and they'll be gone. You know, no, there's no next storyline for them. Whatever, it, whenever the end of this storyline with um, Bailey's group ends, they'll be gone. So 
that's why I don't mind Edge coming back in this situation because I think he's a, a, a legit part of the roster at this point. Um, yeah, for Asheville, North Carolina's own Adam Copeland. Yes. Uh, this this he was rooting I, for the Bulldogs yesterday against UCLA. They gave it a real go. I mean, they had to, up until halftime, they were rocking and rolling, and uh, UCLA did not cover. I don't think. They, Maybe they, they beat them by 30. How much were they? Oh, yeah, uh, maybe. They, well, okay, maybe it was the first half cover I had then. Uh, it must have been. <laughs> it must have been. I was, I, I, you, you saw the uh, underdogs that I, I had Northern Kentucky and I had Louisiana and I had Penn State. Penn State, a two-point underdog. Boy, that was free money. I, I, I couldn't believe that, man. Right. Penn State's kind of sneaky right now. I, I thought Mississippi State was kind of scrappy, too, as they were coming in with some momentum, too. But uh, Yeah. You know. Well, um, I saw Louisiana play a lot with with Southern Miss, so I, I knew they were pretty good. So I thought they would end up winning that game. So that's why I, I picked them myself. So, but that was a good that was a good pick. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. This is this is a really good example, I think, of WWE just stumbling into something. Gunther against either Sheamus or Drew McIntyre because they now have the Sheamus against Drew McIntyre semi-feud going on right now, which I think is working. What do you think of that? Yeah, I like it. I mean, guys that, you know, like each other, love each other, but they still beat the hell out of each other kind of thing. Um, And then it's like they've got it. You don't think this will end up being a three-way, do you? Uh, God, I hope not. Mm. Because, you know, Guther's got some momentum coming into this thing. And if they slow him down with a little bit of, you know, ever since he was Volter and he – He's lost a few pounds. He's not as pudgy as he used to be. He works great. He's had a couple of really good matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the the style that he uses, he can brawl with either of those dudes. I mean, it's really going to be a good match with Sheamus, I would say. Yeah. Uh, well, that first one they had was just a banger. That was out of this world. That was one of the best matches I think I've ever seen in WWE. That's in top 10, I would say. There, there was like not a wasted moment in that match. No, no, they were every bit is like you don't want to just go and go pee or something like that or you, you don't want to go and like get a snack you want to just stay there and watch the whole thing it was intense man it was really good um undisputed WWE tag team championship usos versus Sami Zayn and, and kevin owens again this is the hottest storyline they've had in a while do you think it's time to take the uh strap off of the usos yeah i think i think i think they all need to lose their belts and and go from there Kind Just of uh, reconfigure, yeah. yeah, because I don't think Roman's going to be around too much after this, is he? We keep hearing all this stuff about the Hollywood shit and this and that and the third. I don't know. We've been hearing about that. It seems like for a couple years now. Well, he's already kind of you know started a little bit. He hadn't. He's not on every single Raw or SmackDown. He's been missing a couple here and there. SmackDowns anyway. Um, because he's not usually on Raw. Exactly. Well, and but they've been using him a little bit on Raw to kind of tease stuff. And as WrestleMania right. is coming up, they've yeah. Um, it, it it just blows my mind that uh, you know for years and years and years, you and I and a lot of other people said you, you got to turn him heel. You just have to turn him heel because he was not clicking. He was not clicking as the Samoan John Cena. And then when the pandemic hit, they were like, oh, fuck it. We'll have to turn him heel. And now he's just been the hottest thing going. He's been like the guy. He's the biggest star in the company. He's the biggest star in wrestling by far. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. All, all because of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Which, remember, he opted out of at first. They were like, I can't. He's not. I'm like, okay, no, no problem. How much money yeah. do you think? How much money do you think Vince McMahon is going to be giving to Ron DeSantis? 
Oh, God. This will be interesting to see, like, as far as the McMahon family, because the person he's still married to, at least on paper, uh, <laughs> Linda, of course, she served with Donald Trump, and they, they may end up being some of these people that give, like, a lot of money to Trump and a lot of money to DeSantis, but they're going to have a decision to make at some point. Well, you know, DeSantis is his buddy down in Florida with uh, That's right. all the they, all the They've done solids for him down in Florida. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to give him some fucking money. <laughs> God. Uh, Bobby Lashley against Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's it's it, again, we've talked about the Bray Wyatt problems. Lashley seems to be getting over pretty nicely, and, and they've made about as much as they could out of this, but I don't know which way you go with this. To me, it feels like Lashley needs to go over. But do you really want to, you know, cool off Bray Wyatt? First of all, that Uncle Howdy shit has got to go. You got to get out of it. You have to assassinate Uncle Howdy or throw him in a dumpster or something. Put him in a wood chipper. I don't know, but you got you got to fucking just. <laughs> he has to be compromised to an, uh, a complete and total end. It just it, you know, I really think that might be the the main thing. Now that I'm thinking about it a little more about why it's. Bray Bray's existence is just shit right now because that it just makes no sense. It now it, it had not now look. I think it had potential at first when it first showed up. Oh, who's this Howdy guy? You know, Uncle Howdy. Oh, this might be interesting. Well, it just went nowhere, man. Just sat there and spun like a top, right? And I, I, I yeah, I, I and, and as far as Bobby Lashley goes, I, I I'm a Bobby Lashley fan. I didn't really used to be, but and I've said this story a couple times before when we saw him at WrestleCade that time and I saw him go up to that kid or a kid came up to him. I mean, Lashley literally just closed his booth down and walk and was walking out the 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 uh, convention center and somebody and the kid saw him in the lobby and he was just as you know cordial and nice and accepted of that I'm uh, uh, accepting of that kid as I've ever seen anybody. And 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 the dude like I said, he could have said no. You know, I just got through, you know, charging people $30 to do this and, but he did it for free and I, I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me. So I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan and I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now. Uh, Dominic Mysterio against Ray Mysterio. <laughs> and with, by the way, Ray Mysterio allegedly going into the hall of fame as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad, man. I'm glad he's going in. The, I don't know. How, how do you think this will turn out? Do you think Dom needs to get the win on this? It feels to me that Ray's going to try to lobby to have his kid go over him. <laughs> <laughs> that he's going to have to like he's going to talk really hard to the powers that be in WWE to go. Uh, I'm going to need him to go over and they're like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's going to. I don't see it. I really don't. <laughs> uh yeah, that. that I don't know, man. I'm I'm glad it's kind of gotten to this point, I guess. And we all knew it was going to come to this point, but I, I, I'm just I'm kind of interested to see what what they do with it, though. So far, it is Rey Mysterio and Great Muta. Uh, they've announced for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I also heard that perhaps Stacy Keebler may be going in. Oh, really? Since she loves the wrestling industry so much, <laughs> uh, there was something about Mick Foley saying that he was honored uh, to be inducting someone who they never saw it coming and uh, they put two and two together and it might be Stacy Keebler. And then the other rumor was Batista, but now I'm seeing that Batista may have uh, some commitments and not, might not be able to make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did see that about Batista, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that about the commitments and stuff. So according to PW insiders, uh, Mike Johnson 
And by the way, Vince Russo knows his email address. Batista has prior acting commitments for the movie My Spy, which will be filming in South Africa during WrestleMania week. Because of that, yeah, the be, animal may not be available. That'd be kind of tough to commute to that back and forth. The rumor that I was hearing and that I can't really confirm, maybe the Midnight Express. That was another one that I was hearing. And I don't know with Vince coming back. Uh, and and Corny, Corny has been very cagey. I don't, he hasn't been act, acting straight up about it or anything like that, but he's there. It, it feels to me like Corny's keeping something under his hat right now. Um, you're probably right. Um, I, I can't believe, well, I can't believe they Midnight Express is not in already anyway, but that, that, that would be the surefire bet for me. Well, of course, and the know. irony of that is, and I'll, I'll just be the aggrieved bastard that I am. Uh, the University of Alabama connection, of course, Kenny Stabler gets in the Pro Football Hall of Fame after he dies, and the Midnight Express get into the WWE Hall of Fame after Beautiful Bobby dies. So that his family, he can't really enjoy it with his family, but you know, yeah, whatevs. At least I they're know. going in. <clears throat> maybe, maybe Lauren Boebert can uh, induct her dad. <laughs> maybe she can make the trip out to L.A. <laughs> when I tell people that, they fucking can't believe that. They can't like, is that really real? It's so like, random, man. It's just so random. There's there's a lot of evidence to suggest. It does, man. It's, it's really like scary. It's dates, times, places, it all kind of <laughs> it all kind of matches up. It's really, really weird. And if you put their faces like next to each other, you can kind of see like his eyes, her eyes. So here's here's what you need to look for if you're a devotee of the corny podcast as I am. If he takes a couple of weeks off, because if he starts driving now from Louisville to get to Los Angeles, <laughs> he could get there. I mean, th this may be, fuck, this may be the one time he has to get on a plane. And I don't know if they would, I mean, he would probably beg them to send a private jet, jet up to Louisville and he would knock himself out with every pharmaceutical in the Kentuckiana region in order to make it there. So yeah. if, if you see him taking an obtrusively large amount of time off in the next couple of weeks, then you'll know that something's up. Although they, they, they need to go ahead and get the announcements out of the way. So maybe, you know, SmackDown tonight, Raw Monday, they need to start kind of locking that shit down. Yeah. It's getting, it's creeping up here, man. Fast. Um, Cause that's not a very big class. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know who else they might or might not want to add to it at this point, but it doesn't seem like they've got, the huge headliner star that they want. Like uh, they would want a Batista, but I don't think they're going to be able to get him. Mysterio is probably going to be the biggest one. Yeah. That's what I think. And, uh, and there's, there's also, it's going to they usually try to get like a, a pretty popular female too. Don't they? Pretty Which popular. Um, yeah. Keebler. Oh, there you go. Okay. Keebler, Keebler's your, your best bet right there. Is Tori in there already? Is Tori in the hall of fame? I don't think so, but she should be. Maybe Tori's going to. She should go I in mean, over. She Stacey. should. I, I would agree with that. But I think Tori's probably going to duck Stacy, and the next year they'll just reverse it. That's what yeah. I mean. I, that's yeah. again, if I'm running this thing and I'm not, uh, that's that's what I would say. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, two. It's two different nights at the um, SoFi Stadium. I guess is where they're having that. It's not the Crypto.com Arena, is it? Maybe I that's where they're the having. Stadium. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where they're having the uh, Hall of Fame is at the crypto.com mm. 
arena where they can't get the fucking word crypto. They finally got FTX off of the thing in, in Miami. Though. Miami. <laughs> finally got that whole situation. Um, AEW coming off of their pay-per-view and probably uh, what many people are calling one of the best matches in company history with that Iron Man match with Brian Danielson and uh, MJF. I did not see it. I don't know if you saw it. I've been hearing effusive praise for it. Dave Meltzer saying it's the best Iron Man match he's ever seen as far as anything in North America. Um, oh, well, you know. And then the the Havana Gila segment on Wednesday Night Dynamite where they put uh, MJF up in his chair and they start parading him around and stuff. I thought there's just no question that right now MJF is the hottest guy. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other. He, when, the, when his sunglasses came off, you could see those hematomas that had come down into his eyes. So, again, this is for those people that are like, oh, wrestling is so fake. I'd like to show them that 60-man Iron Man match and see those two beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. 60 minutes. That's a long freaking time, man. It that's is a, a long, long time. time when you're there beating the shit out of each other. Clearly, this would be the time right now, if Tony wanted to do it, to bring CM Punk back. Because uh, this would counteract, like I said, the bloodline is the hottest thing in wrestling. And to take a little bit of steam away from WWE going into WrestleMania by CM Punk coming back, this would be a, an amazing time to bring him back. Uh, that'd be, uh, yeah, I don't know of a better time. I still feel like Chris Jericho is going to be the, the cock block of that whole situation. I think the Buckaroos may eventually either come around and keep their mouths shut, and Kenny Omega might eventually do that as well. And He was the one who was involved in the fight, but I feel like Jericho is kind of pushing the anti-punk sentiment. Greatly. Seems like it. He seems to be the one that's most vocal about it anyway. Um, negatively, negatively, anyway. Although you saw that they're adding some more programming. I think there's a Saturday night yeah. show that I don't all access thing. I don't understand what's going on because Warner Brothers media, there, there's two things that are happening there. First of all, Warner Brothers media is caught. You've seen the stories and we talk about it on the, over the past year, ever since they took over. Um, they're cutting costs all over the place. They've, you know, people have left CNN. It's a bloodbath over there. They're just mm -hmm. cutting call, they, all those things on HBO Max that they just cut, cut, cut. And yet they're adding some programming. I think the, the all access thing is going to be a fairly cheap piece of business, I think. Oh, yeah. That's very cheap. But, and it's, it, it basically is going to take the, the place of roads to the top. But at the same time, if you add more programming, it's still more money. And I don't understand that investment based on the numbers that I've seen there from what I've seen, and you may be hearing the same rumors. They're like thinking, I'm not sure if we want to keep NBA on TNT. Cause that's a very expensive property. It's going to continue to be huge. So there's, there's been some whispers that maybe they may not be in for the next round of bidding on, on that. When the, when the contract comes up, that's big. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, AEW Rampage St. Patrick's Day Slam. That's a big one tonight. Yeah. You know what I did like on Dynamite and is talking about Jericho. I did like the uh the face off with Omega in uh in Winnipeg. I thought that was kind of cool. That was very interesting. And that was a very interesting that whole situation about them being in Winnipeg was kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. And I thought they did it right too. I thought, you know, that, that they faced off and teasing and, and and somebody would come in and interrupt it. You know, I thought that was great. I love that shit. The other thing that really kind of gets me about AEW and their relationship with their with the their broadcasting partner with Warner Brothers Discovery 
is I, I thought we had had an edict about that show. We wanted to do less blood and we wanted to watch the language and the language on that show is getting to me as bad as it's ever been. Oh God. Yeah. And I don't, and I, Hey, personally, I don't give a shit. I, you know, you've, you've heard us talk on this show. It doesn't matter to me, but as far as getting your program over to the greatest number of people, it's not 1997 anymore. No, you, you know, and I, I, every time they do, they, they continue to kind of, all right, let's back off. But then they push the line and push the line and push the line even more. And if that's going to be your brand, you're going to be edgy. You guys are not taking it nearly far enough. And I don't think your broadcast partner wants to take it. I think they want you to back off, but you guys continue to not be able to keep the language on a really even a PG 13 level. Mm -mm. It's a step above that for sure. And then you got so I don't, conversely I, the WWE, when the crowds chance, Holy shit, they bleep out the, you hear the holy, holy, <laughs> they're holy. Very, they're very like very reticent about any edginess at all when it comes to WWE. Now, which is weird because the the edginess on WWE is like, well, uh, like Rhea Ripley took Dominic Mysterio's virginity and now she owns his ass, <laughs> and he was in prison. Oh yeah, and he was in prison. <laughs> like, Okay, I, mean, I get it, but they're they're just I don't know that they're doing a good job of I don't know how they're doing a good job of their relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery. You know, I just don't know how that's working for them. But again, at the same time, they're adding programming and stuff. The ratings have been okay. They do all right on Wednesday night. I don't know, you know, when when it might be time to renegotiate or re up or anything like that. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it's just it. It's, it's odd to me. It's very strange. It's very counterintuitive to, to the way that Warner Brothers Discovery is doing business right now. They seem to be a clueless company. Uh, you may have seen where the guy who's running CNN now, Chris Licht, got the dreaded um, vote of confidence yeah. from his boss. They had to come to Jesus kind of thing up in New York going, it's everything's fine. We're doing great. And then Chris Licht, who just has no idea what he's doing. He used to be the executive producer of the late show with Stephen Colbert. And they brought him over and thought he should run a network. Um, and CNN does not really have a brand right now. Did you hear that bit we did on that? We were talking about on, on Brad and Britt about Anderson Cooper. Yes. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> this happened. This is like Monday night or Tuesday night, like 10 minutes till nine on the Anderson Cooper show. What did they call it's, it? The, the Anderson <laughs> Cooper is a gay. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey you guys this guy's gay um it, and, and brad follows this stuff more than oh. i do it, they apparently they they do stuff on this show to prove to you that anderson cooper is just a gay guy that's <laughs> interested in all sorts of queer culture and just doesn't know anything about so what they and did it's was funny it's funny <laughs> it's like hilarious hey look how gay this guy is guys so they, they go, let's see if Anderson can guess the top seeds in the NCAA tournament. And he just looks there quizzically. Because, you know, Anderson Cooper's a pretty bright guy. He's a good interviewer. And gay people hate business. basketball. <laughs> like, but, you know, since he's so queer, he just doesn't know anything about sports. <laughs> he's not a manly man. If you asked him what the last five, you know, best musical winners of the Tonys were, he could rattle those oh, off like crazy. Oh, like death, death and death and death and death. <laughs> He just sits there quizzically. And says, oh, oh, look at that queer. Oh, he doesn't get it. Oh, how funny. 
Oh, we need. And I was like, as a they, recurring theme or recurring spot on here. Why don't they just take? I mean, if they were to go all the way with it, why don't they put him on like Elton John's robes with all the fringe and shit on it? Because hey, everybody, here's the news. Can you believe what's going on with MTG? <laughs> OMG, MTG! Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> 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 oh my so God. yeah that's that, that's what the, that's that's their broadcast partner those are the people yeah that tony's dealing with and apparently he's you know you give him some credit i guess he's got the, the light touch with them but they continue to just do showtime at the apollo with their mic work <laughs> you know ah <laughs> uh, well you know benefit goes to in that case the benefit is uh goes to AEW. Because apparently they they Warner Brothers acts like they don't give a shit almost whatever they do. I, oh, you want all access show? Sure. I I just I don't know where they're headed. I don't know what their relationship is. And it, it, Tony's what he was able to kind of fish off and do with ROH is we're going to put it on you know the Honor Club and all that. It's just everything's bizarre. Everything's been bizarre for a moment. And that ROH thing for sure, man. That's still bizarre. Like the com- you you can say what you want to. The company has not recovered from the whole the CM Punk fight. They haven't. They've still been traumatized. It, it is like a traumatic event that happened in somebody's life, and then you don't talk about it. You don't deal with it, and you just kind of go on along. And they've been kind of zombified. If it hadn't been for MJF coming back and saving the company, really, to me, that's the thing that they've got working. I give I give credit to the acclaimed. The acclaimed have done a great job. You have to give you got to give some credit to Billy Gunn and the Gun Club because somehow they've been able to get that shit over. I wouldn't be able to explain to you exactly why, but then you can name like a litany of things that they kind of let just kind of like that Wardlow. They they cooled him off like he's fucking Han Solo in that shit, whatever that stuff was, and he got frozen in. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, I, I'd like to go back and try to pinpoint the time when I, I think that they drop the ball on Wardlow, but they drop the ball on Wardlow. They, yeah. I mean, Damian Sandow, hello. And that that's exactly what it reminds me of. There was just a variety of shit that happened in and around when the punk thing happened. And somehow, apparently Hangman Page had a good, pretty good match uh, at the, at the pay-per-view as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hold a, a lot of animosity toward him because I think he was – the genesis of a lot of the problems and it just became a narrative that uh phil brooks is just a miserable piece of shit it just it makes everybody very unhappy and well, then i think you're right man and i and, and looking back and tell and you can tell me if i'm wrong here i think that was the catalyst right there when when was. when when hangman came out and, and cut that damn promo that was the shit that sent everything over the edge it was like he was trying to get props from like the Buckaroos and from Omega and that that faction. Yes. And I don't even know if those guys, when when he came back, I don't know if they gave him props. I think they were kind of like, you know, we were kind of hoping we would keep that internal because we really like bitching about people behind their backs. That's kind of our brand. And now you've you've made it go to the surface. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I don't I don't know if he actually, you know, like the cat that brings back the dead chipmunk to its mom or whatever. Here you go. I, I love I don't you. Know. I don't know if they truly appreciated him doing that. Yeah, yeah. And then FTR had to go away for a while. Finally, FTR's on the you know they're they're on the men. They're coming back, and I don't know exactly why they had to go away for as long as they went away. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, 
I wonder if, if it really just did go away to kind of figure things out, you know, and see exactly where Tony wanted to do with them after this and before they went on. I don't know. I don't, that's a good question. Doesn't it feel like the, the Bucks are threatened by their existence? To me, it well, feels like it does. I mean, that, I mean, it's so obvious to anybody who like we don't want them around because like they're better than us and they have better matches than us and they could kill us. But you know, you and I obviously like the FDR better than than the elite. Any you know, just in general. But you know, I don't know why they would think that because it's they're such two different styles, man. I don't know why that why they felt so threatened by them. I feel like. The punk. I feel like the Bucks at this point are coasting off of their reputation from six years ago. I think so too. I think 2014 to 2018 Bucks. That's what got them over, and the rest of it has just been sucking fumes off of that. And oh God, yeah. Even if they don't believe that, they've maybe heard some people say that, and FTR is just a blatant kind of reminder or evidence that that's exactly the way it is and they can't handle it like they cannot take it see i wonder if like if the let's say the road warriors were still around and they came in would they be threatened by them well no they, they are the road warriors because they don't sell shit <laughs> okay hey, hey haven't you heard corny calling road warrior buck because he don't sell shit <laughs> I heard him say that. They just kick the shit out of you. <laughs> they fucking run you over with a bobcat and throw you in a wood chipper and you act like a fly landed on you. Oh, God. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts in a, another award-winning episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? Whew. I'm sure we overlooked something or two, but it couldn't cram everything in. Um, but, nah, um, I am... Um, I think I'm good. I, I I don't know of anything. I, I think we covered everything I wanted to mention. As we continue to march down the road to WrestleMania, watch for that Midnight Express thing. Just If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I look like a boob, but I've done that a lot, so it doesn't matter. But if it happens to be a thing. Well, I've heard what? some, you know, it's 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 been out there. You know, It's in that, the ether. So it's in the ether. So, in the yeah. Ether. Uh, so, it, it'll, be, it'll be amazing because – you know, if, if corny inducts them, then, I mean, that's going to be, fuck, that'll be the most entertaining thing you'll see all weekend. I don't give a shit what anybody says. And, 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 and I will say this, and this is, this might be a Mr. Obvious, but if that does happen and corny does get up there with the announcement, he will, he will break down when they, when they oh, get to the Bobby it, Eaton part, he will start see, crying. You're going to see him more emotional than you've ever seen him in public. Oh, easy. Not even close. Because he, I mean, oh God, there's like, I don't think there's anybody he's ever worked with that he loved as much as, uh, as Bobby Eaton. I, I can't imagine. I can't it's imagine. One of, one of the best guys, it's one of the best guys to ever work in the business in terms of talent, in terms of uh, just being a nice person. Well, that will, you know, you and I meeting Bobby Eaton a couple times, that, that was one of the, my, he was one of my favorite people to meet. He, he was, he, he was, he was. And then, you know, to top it off this last year with being able to meet Jay Briscoe just a couple of months before he died. Oh, unbelievable. Damn. Oh, it's, uh, that just, that, that's still, I still can't get over that. It's that's, that's a tough one. That's been the toughest loss so far in 2023. And we've had quite a few like Jerry Jarrett, like we talked about. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bryant is followable on social media. It is, uh, Bryce sports on Instagram and also on the Twitter machine as long as he stays on the Twitter because Elon continues to fuck that thing up. God almighty, man. 
Um, Stanley Jackson 23 on TikTok. I am at Britt Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E on the uh, Twitter machine. The show you can follow at Katie Vick Alive. I'm on Instagram at B-Dub for Reels, B-D-U-B, number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And if you want to help us out on what we do, we can just, uh, all you got to do is go to katievick.com. That's our Amazon store. Doesn't cost you any extra. It just gives us a piece of the action. It's katievick.com, katievick.com. Till next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.